no noise, so that's the way we like it. But manual answer, man, it's it's good to to have these conversations with people whenever I can and bring them into uh, my world. However, we come to be connected, but I've watched you for so many years. It's it's cool to to be up close with somebody who's had so much experience in the you know like what I feel as a fan from Miami it has to be much different when you're playing the game so yeah. dude yeah you're uh so your football background like where did it all where did it begin for you it started in uh in Pop Warner I think it was like around like first grade or second grade <laughs> yeah but like I started actually playing like tackle I was playing like flag football all through that there but um, actual tackle football, I think it started at Pop Warner. Went into middle school, then I started to play like for my actual school, and then I played for my same like school till high school. And then from there, I got recruited to UVA. Hell yeah! <laughs> and was that the first choice for schools for you? I mean, did you see well, yourself? UVA? Yeah. It was more of just like when I got the offer, it meant so much rather than the other teams that had a. Like called me and like giving me an offer it was more of just like we're gonna give it to this kid just to see like if he wants to come here and like uh some of the smaller schools tried to like recruit me harder as well but i just really loved what mendenhall said and plus um the school as well it was the best academic school oh yeah that uh had a good football program as well did you get a chance to like to come through here and see Charlottesville a decent amount beforehand? Yeah, I actually came up for a camp, and then that's when Mendenhall offered me, and then I committed on the spot just because like the whole weekend I felt like this place was just home, and like my my high school head coach actually went here and played here, so he had told me a little bit about it, and then he was just like, "You'll see how it is once you get up there," and then I just fell in love with the place. It's hard to not enjoy Charlottesville when you're here. I mean, it's people just, if they've not lived in this kind of place, they have to get used to, like, it being a little bit spread out. But, I mean, some of the best music I've ever heard, I I love even not being, you know, like UVA football or really like UVA anything fan. I still love going to the games and the tailgates are, they do it better than anybody else. (laughs) That's religious. But, I mean, you guys have been, that, that team, it's been impressive to watch, you know, because I worked at a radio station before COVID started, and it was the last year I was there was the year that you guys beat Tech. And so I, I like the direction that things are going in. And it's been tough to watch my friends have to go through so many off-seasons of, like, what's going to happen now. And now there's the, the pieces are in place. So what do yeah. you see happening now for the team, I offensively, think, defensively? I think that it's looking good for them, just, like, the the new coach new coaching staff just like it wasn't just like a whole like turnaround with the coaching staff it was more of like picking up where then the hall left it yeah and i think like tony elliott's doing a really good job of like doing that with the guys that were there and then also bringing in new guys that in spots where we need more bodies yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I mean you defensively you know what are some things that you want to see happen next year that didn't really you know, go your way this past season? I mean, I would just like to see like more like havoc, like more TFLs, more sacks, more blitzes, really, because like I feel like this past year we were playing more um, like passive, but um, I think it was just more of like 
that scheme wasn't fit for the type of guys that we had starting. Sure. So it was just a real weird uh, season for the defense, especially. It was just like we, we all felt like out of place, out of position. So I hopefully this year they get it right and um, we can put the – like our playmakers where they're going to make plays. Yeah, I mean, it's did that you feel like that's going to help your future, how you were kind of bouncing around in different positions? Do you think that grew you guys? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, watching you guys play this past year, it was – it was kind of up in the air. I mean, I really couldn't tell with the ACC what was going to happen until the end of the year because, you know, like Miami kind of had their time and then they just fell flat and yeah. you know, some of these other teams. And it's it's really wide open right now. That's what I like about the ACC at this point in time because mm -hmm. I haven't been able to tell the front runner for the last few years actually now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah. what were some of the, the changes that you had to go through, you know, because it was an interesting time when you were in college, you know, with covid happening mm -hmm. has there been drastic changes to things you know with working out with your schedule for this going into the season anything like that during covid it was a lot different like with all like the the scheduling and all that like with weight room stuff and practice and everything and meetings but now i feel like everything is pretty much back to normal yeah it's just like it was just back to the regular lifts regular uh schedule and like regular practice, so I right. think uh, I think it's it's gonna look the same as it did pre-COVID. Yeah, I, that's one thing. I, I, you know, just doing the coaches shows for UVA at the radio station. I was like, I don't know what they're going through right now, but <laughs> there's some resiliency to yeah. people, not just in sports. You know, in life, everybody had to make some changes. You know. Or, made some corrections to their life with COVID. I know I did, and so it's it's interesting, I'm sure, now to be in the spot that you're at of where you're looking into going to the next level up. Is that what the motivation was, you know, COVID aside, all these years to just, you figured playing at the pro level was like, okay, I've, I've had my moment that I really wanted to achieve, you know? Yeah. 100% like since I was like a little kid like watching um, the Dolphins play or like any NFL team like I, I would watch every game and it's just like that's that's what I wanted to do and like I, I've been saying it since I was little so like it'll just be like a disservice to myself like if I don't like even like go and do it or like yeah. try at least oh yeah absolutely yeah. man it's it's a dream you know, yeah and you got there to the college level, I mean, I, I like that athletes are getting a lot more of a say now than I feel like they did, like in the 90s or something like that. And is that something that you were passionate about, about how you just wanted to be valued equally all your years in college? And that's what you're kind of looking for in the pros, like give me an opportunity at least to show what I can do. And then if you want to decide on me, we'll part ways. Yeah, I mean, I think like – the NFL and college is just like uh, it's just everything is like based on talent really yeah. or like not talent but it's based on what you bring to the table and oh, yeah. like if you produce then you'll be on the team you'll play if you don't produce you're not going to travel and you're not going to play and then you might not even be on the team yeah. it's the same for college and for the NFL and was that the Dolphins were your team growing up yeah 
that they were my favorite team growing up. Yeah, that's even being a Redskins fan, I have to admit that my favorite fullback might always be Larry Zonka. That's, <laughs> that's just a different era of football right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Like watching those the old Raiders games and just like, dumping people on their heads. That's I've loved to see how the game has advanced over the years, like comparing footage from last year as opposed to like you know the late seventies, late eighties. And what are some things that you know if you were somebody who was you know had authority to make changes like that? What were some things you thought about throughout college up until now, like to make the game safer? To make the game safer. Um... I'm not really sure because I'm, I'm the type of guy like I, I'm, I'm cool with all kind of hits. You like the like, violence. <laughs> yeah, I like the violence, and like it's it's kind of like I, I understand like putting people in harm's way, but like it's, it's a violent sport. Like you can't really take that away without affecting the game. Sure. So like even like from now and uh, back then, like it's it's still a violent sport. It's just like are you gonna get penalized for it or not? Damn, man. Uh, like, to think about some hits that people have taken, because, yeah, like, mentioning the Raiders, that that incident with Daryl Stingley back in the 70s, the guy that got paralyzed, I mean, yeah. that's, I don't know what the average fan, if they think that's how violent the game can get, because it's it's not really like that, all, I don't think, all the time, of where you're going to have somebody get paralyzed. It's kind of more like, yeah, over time, you'll decline, and I think it was Ray Lewis who said that, that's the price we pay when we play this game. Yeah, and it, it's especially for like the guys that play it for more than five years. Like yes. those are the people that really are getting affected. It's not the guys that like, which is majority of the NFL. It's like three to five years where like, they're in the NFL, and then like if you play more than five years, like that's where your body really takes a toll. Yeah. And, like I think like especially for like linebackers and safeties that come down and like do those hits, like. That's really the guys that are like getting, getting like the neck injuries yeah. and the spine injuries as well. Because like watching some documentary recently with Jerome Bettis and just mm-hmm. you know what he, because that's a guy that you know absorbs impact immediately when yeah. he gets the ball. You know, and it it can be anywhere. It's it's rough to see you know the yeah. toll it takes on people, but it really is what. You anything good you want to do you got to make some sacrifices yeah. good for you that's why running backs like once they're on their second deal that's that's about it really most that's, of the time that sucks <laughs> yeah but you know that's a very uh i grew up very into the hurricanes and the redskins and that, that kind of like watching the Roger Craig style, like, you know, high knees and these guys that are bruising to, like, Barry Sanders and now it being a passing league. It's been an interesting like, 30 years of the game changing, yeah. you know, from when I was born. Do you like, you know, when you were playing the game, was it – did you get more of a thrill with, you know, getting a sack or an interception? I mean, was there some players – I don't know how that goes. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, since I'm a D lineman, like – I love like when a D lineman gets a sack or like any sack really or like when they make the TFL like that's just like I love that but, but like interceptions are cool as well it's just like it's I don't relate as as much I've never had an interception like I, I don't I'm probably not gonna drop back so it's not like as like 
crazy to me. You can move. I, I'm watching those games, man. You got, you got the moves for it. It's, but yeah, I mean, it's what is that feeling like when you get a sack? You know, especially in a big game. I mean, with the crowd behind you, because you know you're a legend in this town. It's just, uh, it's so surreal. Like you feel like life isn't real. Like you just like. Like, when you're on the field, it's like there's all these people around you, and then, like, you make a play, and, like, you hear, like, the voice announcer say, like, oh, sacked by whoever it is. Like, it's just like, wow, like, I'm, I'm really doing this right now. And it's like, at least for me, like, whenever I got a sack, like, just thoughts go out the window. I don't, I don't think anything. I'm just like, I'll do whatever. It's not like I plan my celebrations. I, I can't. <laughs> like, my adrenaline is just too high. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not like... Course. Yeah, it's not normal. So like, it's just, it's a surreal feeling. Do you get kind of like when you're playing the game? Did you sometimes like find yourself like fighting instincts of where you're so comfortable with something that you had to be like, no, because that's a big part of the game is just changing it up on the run, mm. where somebody started to break a run and then you know like Tony Dorsett used to do, they cut it back across the field. Yeah. You always, I'm sure, like tried to have some like. That anything can happen kind of mentality yeah I mean I always have like uh my responsibility like within the defense like in my head it's just more of like uh you also have to have like that natural instinct of like what you think is going to happen and, like away. once you get into that flow of the game that's when like you're really playing football when you're thinking too much you're not really playing you're just like you're doing your job and you're thinking and you're trying to be hesitant but when you're not not thinking and you know your your stuff, that's just like you're in the flow, and you're you're just, you're playing football. Oh sure, man. Yeah. yeah. And do you come from? I mean, because we were talking right before we started this episode about how your brother played some college ball too. Mm-hmm. Have you had a history of athletes in your family? No, uh, <laughs> I'm like the first uh, kid to play like a D1 sport in wow. my family, like my extended family as well. And then my parents didn't play no sports. Um, but yeah, my, my brother, he played at UF, and uh, I think it was his second year. He just, his knee couldn't take it because he had tore his ACL uh, in high school. Oh, was it playing another sport or playing football? No, it was playing football. He actually went to Fork Union, and then in his first game at Fork Union, he tore his ACL. Wow. And then he got into UF, like, right as like he was rehabbing, and then he walked on there, and uh, he, he had a good time. He, he said he liked it, so, but his knee just couldn't take it. Fun school. Yeah. I mean, and Florida's got that, – that's a football town right there. Yeah. I mean, because I grew up – my parents went to South Carolina, and so those games were always just, like, for us. <laughs> we, we just said, we're going to lose that one. You know, but they would be – I remember when Tebow was there, and that was just like – I mean, that was another level for them. But they hadn't, I don't think they've won, was it 1996, the last national championship they won? I'm just rambling here. But <laughs> I, don't know. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, that's, I just remember Steve Spurrier was there and then he was on the Redskins and that was horrible and then he was gone. <laughs> but you, when you were growing up, I mean, were there certain players that you kind of like modeled yourself after, you know, their, their styles? Growing up, I loved, so like all like the D linemen from Miami, like uh, Jason Taylor, oh, yeah. and then um, Cameron Wake. Cameron Wake, yeah. I loved him. I loved 
Jared Allen as well. And then recently he's like Aaron Donald. Like that was like in my like high school, like freshman year of high school. And that was just, um, but since then I think Aaron Donald's been my favorite for sure. Just like, cause of like similar body types and yeah. like height and everything. I just try and like model my game after him. Guys, just another level of football. Yeah. So you were happy to see, that, was that who you were going for in the Super Bowl this past year? Yeah. The Rams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for Aaron Donald, really. It's Joe Burrow, I mean, he just, he came in and then he was gone. Just I felt like I never got to watch that guy in college. But, yeah. I mean, already in the Super Bowl, but the Rams deserved it because, you know, Sean McVay, he's, I was livid that the Redskins got rid of him when he was a coach. I mean, we, that's yeah. what we do. We get rid of everybody good that comes our way. Jason yeah. Taylor was on the Redskins for a while. I forgot about that. <laughs> Did you watch the, uh, like, were you into the Dolphins, like, from the 70s and the 80s, like Killer Bees? And... Um, I used to watch, like, uh, all of the shows that they put on, like, NFL Network. I would watch those with my dad all the time. So oh, I'm yeah. sure, like, I, I've seen a bunch of clips from it. But, like, not like a, a big, like, old school guy. It was more of just like, I'll see, like, the clips that they put of, um, like, the greatest games or whatever and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the game really, like, I think it became what it is today. I think from, like, 1990 to, like, early 2000s, because. I just remember the buzz that Mike Vick was getting when he came into the league, and it was. I mean, players, I can notice them just getting faster and faster every year. And that's kind of the difference from the 80s. I think it was just back then, like, you had to really want to play the game and you had to have some toughness for sure because, you know, like the, the vet, you know, people getting dropped on their heads on concrete. Is that, uh, is that something that, you know, like when you were watching those old games, you were like, oh, I don't want to do that, or like you ever had that cross your mind? No, honestly, I never even really noticed it. It's just like whenever like someone brings up violence in football, I just I see it all as the same thing. Like, yeah, it's faster now, but like you would you would have to like really pay attention like to the violence just to like really notice really notice a difference. Oh yeah, I mean, you could probably you know with your body type, I think that you can succeed in doing some you know like if I could see you fighting cage fights, and doing <laughs> stuff like that because. Yeah. Some people just, they're, you know, you see them trying to put it together and it's it's not working for them, but I think you're just, you're naturally athletic, so whatever you try, you will succeed in. But, you know, with coaching and with mentoring players, you know, what was, what are some things that you went through that you'd give advice on when the combine this year and, you know, just the draft and that whole process of waiting during draft day? what would you say to people who are going into that situation I mean I feel like my situation is just uh, a little special just because like I got surgery right after um, the season and like no like I'm not I was in like the the section of like getting drafted in the seventh round or undrafted so like really like once I got my injury it was more of like yeah no no team's really gonna pick me up just because I, I can't go and do mini camp I can't go and be in uh, fall camp so like it's difficult just for me because like in this time frame like right now I just gotta work on my body and getting back into like football ready shape and um, 
once I'm there, like then I'll get a call and see like if a team will work me out. But I would say like for like guys like going into that, just like you have to be locked in and like you have to like really want this because like you go and like you do the workouts and like the games after that your senior season, then like you get some eyes turned to you, you just gotta keep focused even like if like people are saying like, oh he's gonna get drafted in here in this round or that round or he's gonna go undrafted, like you just gotta stay hungry all the time because in the summer, like in minicamp, like everyone's working for a job. Like whether you get a minicamp invite or you get signed or drafted, like everyone's just working to make that 53, man, really. Yeah, man, that's, that's very good advice to stay locked in on it because, I mean, have you met guys who they got out of shape in the off season and it just it, you could kind of see it with the hunger leaving them yeah it happens more with like older guys but it's just like once like uh you get signed like because like i know joey blunt and chris glazer they're in mini camps right now and like from what i've heard it's just like it's just a grind and like they cuts haven't been made yet so like they're still on the, they're still there and like but you just have to be ready at all times to like be able to like do your job and if not like then you gotta pick up and go somewhere else and it's just gonna be like you can't really think about like oh this is my home yet it's like you gotta make it to the finish line and like even then you don't know throughout the whole season it's just like um, it's just gonna be a battle and it's, it's probably like a seven eight month battle and then once you're at the end of the season then you can celebrate that you made it yeah I mean it, it, would you is that was there a nightmare growing up of like oh god I might have to play for the bills or so like one of those teams that was a red zone to go there nah, I, I don't <laughs> care it'll be a blessing wherever I go man there, there are some those are some true fans right there in Buffalo that, that's one of those divisions that I just it was, you know, like Tom Brady leaving, it made me feel old, but it, like, or leaving the Patriots, it made me feel old, I should say. But I also wanted to see that division get more competitive because it just felt like they would steamroll everybody. That's yeah. one of those things that, you know, some some teams, they're, they, they, I don't know, like they're always, they seem to be missing a piece. Like the Redskins, I don't know what their deal is, but do you feel like if, you're going onto a team mid-season that it's it's more of a an uphill battle to try and like definitely to feel at home but like to make an impact as a player do you think that's more difficult yeah for me it'll be wherever I go it'll be an uphill battle just like I I don't expect got like a team to bring me in and expect me to play right away like I expect right. like I gotta earn my spot first on the practice squad and right. then move my way up to an active roster and then into playing and like going into I mean you played in some big games in college so you know what the atmosphere will be like but is that something where you know it's the image of holding a Lombardi trophy that had to have been the image in your mind throughout your life yeah it's it's definitely like the ultimate goal but right now I just I'm focused on just getting to the NFL right now and just like making my way onto a roster yeah, man, I mean, you got, yeah, I can see you still, you know, you got the hunger in you, you know, and that's, 
that's what you need to just be it sounds like to be a fierce competitor that's not yeah. going to have quit in their mind and I I like that you understand you know the playing window is it that's where the game is getting better is that people are able to take better care of their bodies but yeah. do you have you know kind of a plan in your mind of how long you want to play if you're on a team and then just you know be done I guess I'll just figure it out like once I get there just see like how long I could take this right so we'll see like I'm not like too worried about like getting to a certain number it's just like when I feel like I, I've, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish then I'll be done Absolutely. And, like, um, but yeah I just uh, I've had like some bad days like throughout like this like recovery process it's just like you gotta stay like motivated and stay like locked in on like what you want like like that that's my why like why why I'm doing this is just because like I want to get to that ultimate goal of the NFL yeah I mean what's from what we were talking about earlier kind of taking it from that conversation on with certain injuries that you've gone through what's the the roughest one that you've had to rehab with is it this this past year for sure yeah it's definitely this one and like it's it, it's not that it sucks like it does suck because like of the length of the process of getting back to normal it's more of like the timing for it because like I, I could get through like any I feel like I could get through any injury like with surgery and stuff like I feel like that's not a problem it was more of just like the timing for me it was just like shit like why like why this time like I would have rather had the surgery in August or September and like missed my senior year I would have rather done that and been healthy now than um than having to like wait and uh, and uh, getting surgery after the season but it, it happened like that so I have to accept it and like now we're five months in that's I mean like that that's kind of like the Ronnie Law getting his finger amputated yeah. I could see like the fact that you're you're one of the key pieces of UVA this past year, the whole team, not just the defense. And for you to say, I want to, if I could have it where I got the injury and I had to sit out my senior year so you can have a successful pro career, I mean, that just that shows how dedicated you are to it right there. And hopefully this is not going to be, you know, one of those things that's – because it looks like you're rehabbing pretty well. Yeah, I'm pretty far ahead of schedule. I got um, a little more like testing to do to see like where I'm at really, right. but then um, I should be good like in the next month or two, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Hell yeah, man! I mean, I can't, I can't wait to watch because I know there will be a team there for you. And I mean, do you recommend to players who, you know, they've gone through a few years of things like I, I know a guy. Um, son of a comic who's a friend of mine and he played for like he's played for the saints the seahawks a few different teams and i think he's just like I mean, he's trying to do the coaching route and you know is there is there a time where you think that it's like your mind is battling your body where you're you have the hunger but like the body just think it can't take it anymore um not now and I, hopefully not soon. Keep it out of your, <laughs> block it out of your mind. Yeah, but um, when it gets to there, like whenever that is, next decade, hopefully, um, we'll, we'll see like where I, where I stand and where I want to do after that. But 
I don't know, coaching, like, I could get into it, it's just like, I don't know if it's for me, because that's still a lot of, like, moving from place to place, I might want to just settle down, like, and, like, start a family. Yeah, that's, that's honest of you yeah. to say, I mean, there's, I don't know, some players, I guess they just, you know, maybe they're alright with being nomadic, and they don't mind playing like in Canada or you know that now there's yeah. the USFL the, the reboot of it that's mm-hmm. not connected to the original but I mean it was that something where you ever were like maybe I could see myself doing that if all else fails yeah definitely like that's just like XFL and USFL and the CFL like those are all just like options but like it's not like my main priority it's just like we'll see it'll be like a stepping stone for me if I even do it but it's more of like a, a second thought rather than like the main idea there have been some I know that the CFL was you know they just it, it revived their careers it's crazy like Doug Flutie was mm-hmm. one that went there and like seven championships and yeah. then he goes back to the Bills and other players yeah I guess they just you know maybe they were truly only in it for the money and like they had the they have the athletic ability to carry them that far but i i can tell the difference with you as compared to them you've got this this look in your eye like there's there's no failing and that's big advice that i hope that if there's anything that people take from this episode is just do not quit on your dreams but you know if you had an ideal city that you could go to in mind what would it be um I don't know. Like, <laughs> probably somewhere in Florida, just to try to stay close to home. Is but I'll I'll go anywhere. You have f- family is all in Florida for the yeah, most part. Yeah, all in Miami. All in Miami. Oh yeah. wow, man! And, and so you grew up right around the hurricanes. Yeah. It's one of the worst days of my life. Was when you guys the last day of the Orange Bowl and UVA beat Miami forty-eight <laughs> to nothing. I took so much abuse at school for that, <laughs> but. That we were a bad team at that time. <laughs> yeah. But this has been awesome, man. I, It's not as easy to set things up with people locally, believe it or not, like, unless they, like, are, you know, they live near me or we're for sure going to be in the same place at the same time. So I've gotten used to doing almost all these interviews kind of just from my basement or wherever <laughs> is open to me at the time. Yeah. but. Man, this is it's been awesome. We gotta do it again. For sure. Thanks for your time, man. Uh, thank you. Thank of you for having me. And, uh...